You are listening to Work Human Radio, pioneered by Globoforce, bringing more humanity to today's workplaces. You are enjoying our special edition coverage recorded live from Phoenix, Arizona, and Work Human 17. And now, here are today's hosts. All right, good afternoon and welcome back to Work Human Radio. I am your host, Todd Schneck, joined by my friend and colleague, Rayanne Thorne. Now, we're in for a treat here. This promises to be a very intriguing conversation. Just listening to these guys banter before we went live uh, was fascinating. And, and I think I have to go back to school, actually, to even sit here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be a really cool conversation. We're joined today by Bob Schultz. He's the general manager of the talent management business. Bob, welcome to the show. Glad to be here, Todd. And it's good to have you. We're also joined by Grant Beckett. He's the vice president of global product strategy with Globoforce. Grant, welcome. Great. Thank you for having us. Uh, it's our pleasure. Grant, lead us off. Uh, take a quick second. Tell us a bit about you, your background, and the work that you're doing with Globoforce. Sure. So um, I'm with Global Force. Been with Global Force eight years now, and I run our product strategy group, um, focusing on what we offer to our clients as far as how they use technology and other business practices to use recognition to drive their employee workforce to help engage the, their employees and their culture. Um, prior to that, I've uh, been with HR software and services companies for 25 years. Um, but very excited for uh, what I'm doing here at Global Force and really focusing on the employee first. Wow. Got it. And Bob, uh, the talent management business, tell us about you, your background, and what you're doing there. Well, hey, um, I've been at IBM one year, so and in <laughs> HR all of 12 months as well. So um, IBM talent management business is focused on helping people hire the, the right talent into the organization and how do we can re- retain them and develop them in the best way. But I find this space really interesting. I came at it from technology. So I came from VMware and in the cloud and the mm. data center, enterprise software, go. SaaS and mobile and cloud and how to apply that to talent management has really been um, interesting over the last 12 months. Well, before we get into our conversation, Bob, I would be remiss not to mention uh, that IBM is a sponsor over Cuban 17. So we're grateful to you for helping us uh, spread the word about this great movement. So thank you for that. Has it, has it, I just want to ask you, because you talked about being in technology before moving into HR. As, as long as I've been in HR, there's been tech attached to what the work that I do. So how difficult has it been for you to remember the human, the work human part, and bring it together with technology? <laughs> I, I think actually it's been easier for me coming from oh, the great. outside and looking at, across it and saying, there's a lot of silos in HR today, right, in terms of the technology. How do I recruit people? How do I what are, onboard them? And what are the benefits and the performance and the learning? And really coming in and saying, let's look at it more holistically. Look, let's look across an entire life cycle and what is the experience that we're delivering to people. It, I, I, he's just like summed it all up like, you know, in one sentence. I've been talking about this for years, and, and you brought that's it all, all the time together. We have for today. There we go. We're done. I don't know how you did it, but it's it's really important when we're hiring to hire to retain. Yeah. And when you're talking to those silos in HR, they only think about hiring. I only think about engagement. I only think about you know, feedback. There's not this holistic view like you've just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Thank you for (laughs) for bringing that here. Well, I think the whole HR community has gone through a transformation recently, rethinking about how to use systems and processes to not automate processes, not to just store data, but actually to creating a positive employee experience from that retaining to retire and everywhere in between. Um, And I know Bob's been working a lot with uh, at IBM and focusing on employee experience. And, you know, I'm curious about what you 
what you've seen in your you know year at uh, within this role. <laughs> so I'll I'll um, I'll start coming in right. So what what brought me to IBM and talent management space was the opportunity to infuse cognitive and AI into the into the decision making right. Artificial the, intelligence. Yep. So the the view is you know HR has been very siloed. Um, it's been very subjective in terms mm -hmm. of decision making. It's been very process oriented. Um, and so how can we bring cognitive into the space and say, let's look at it more holistically across that life cycle. Let's make sure that we're fact-based and driving decisions based on the data that's available to us. Um, and then let's really measure the outcome. So when we talk about hiring the right person, it's not just that we had a good person to start with, but what did they produce and deliver at the end? How was their performance being tracked and measured? Mm -hmm. And then if they're not performing at the level that we hoped, how do we actually help them improve, right, and monitor that in a more continuous way? So that opportunity to really come in and say AI cognitive can help you start to do that, um, given the data sets that now exist, um, was to me pretty compelling. And, and I would actually step back because you asked me like the transition and mm -hmm. how do you look at it. But if you, if you really kind of look at the, the macro environment and what's happening, you would say, as I was talking to businesses um, from the mobile side of the world, right, and the cloud side, the social side, their, their challenge was we're reinventing ourselves. We've got to reshape you know, mm -hmm. who we are and reimagine our business processes. And their question always came down to, and do we have the people to do that with? Mm -hmm. And if you talk to people and individuals as you're digitizing work, it becomes, well, it's not just mobile and social, but it becomes much more personal um, to them. Like, am I in the right place? Right. right? And what is the experience that I'm going to get out of being here? And so there was some research that we did just about a year ago now, right? right between Global Force and, and IBM, looking at experience and what is the impact of that, and you know, how does it matter um, to to people in terms of their performance? And it was pretty compelling and yeah. significant. And then it was focused on that experience. And I, I just left a session where there was a, a woman talking about the move away from the term engagement to experience. Mm -hmm. Right? It's all about the experience now, um, and. And, and, and individualization, because not everybody's experience is, is necessarily the same or should be the same. And how do you treat every person as an individual to help them do their best? Yeah. How do you use the continuous coaching and do, do all that? So I know that uh, some of the indexes we did um, looked at the, if somebody you know, felt more engaged, well not engaged, had a more positive experience, they were more likely to display discretionary effort to retain, be retained longer by the organization. Um, and it was compelling. Um, so I think, uh, you know, there, as Bob said, there was science behind this. There's a lot of data collected around the world, um, but then the science behind the correlations uh, between these, these key metrics. Yeah, so, so we researched 23,000 people together across 20 countries. So it was, it was fairly um, a, a broad study. And the, and the numbers, just to add some numbers to that, significant, right? It was 73%, uh, you know, people would go above and beyond, right? And it was 52% more likely to stay. But, but I actually kind of put it, Grant, in a, in a two by two. Engagement really matters in terms of are people committed you know, and engaged and involved with the organization? So think of that as one layer. And then you add experience on top of that. So if I'm you know, committed, but my experience is bad, well, then right. I, be I become frustrated, right? right. And then I, I leave. And if I'm you know, having a great experience, but I'm not committed, then I'm very content, right? And I'm, I'm actually staying but I'm not right. delivering at the level that I could. Right. So, so we really believe that you need to look at both of those together and, and move people forward. And there are moments when you can really capture and, and change the experience people are having. 
So there's the big debate, though. I mean, do you do we no longer have to worry about engagement? You just answered that question. No, it's very important. And your colleague uh, in the previous episode said, no, they, if an employee has to score well in both for them to be engaged in, in, in building the organization and moving it forward and achieving big things and following the vision. I guess the question I'll ask I'll each of you to tee up on it is, is this is not a way most HR departments have been thinking and operating and understanding how that what the role is. How do you begin to, to manage that and actually instill that in, into the organization? Yeah, I think it's twofold. I, I think the or organizations have for a while been thinking about uh, measuring engagement. Certainly, mm -hmm. IBM's been a leader in measuring engagement um, on an annual basis as well as an ongoing basis. Um, but what I think HR organizations are really thinking about is, okay, now I've got a score for engagement, I might have a score for experience and I can you know, do it with some big data. But what as an organization, as an HR organization, can I do to help facilitate a change into that culture? What can I do to, to move those scores in advance? And I think that's where you know, creating tools like what Global Force does around um, recognition, um, bring cognitive HR and understanding that individualization to every employee, I think is, is critical. Um, and that everything's action-based. And that, you know, I think Bob's gonna talk a little bit in a moment about the ability to use cognitive HR to know when to, when to intervene, when to give instructions to a coach, to a manager, to even the employee themselves to help, you know, move them along that experience as well as engagement track. Yeah. I've heard you guys talk a little bit about cognitive HR. Before we jump into you, what you're going to say, give us a definition of what that is. <laughs> so cognitive HR is, is really about um, applying a couple different elements to uh, how you make decisions. The first is let's look at the, the data sets that we have and apply the models to them in terms of reasoning and, and predicting outcomes that, are, that we would uh, um, presuppose based on that data set. It's interacting with those models in a natural way. So instead of somebody having to program it, you can talk to the to the system and say, you know, just like you would with Alexa or Suri or pick your favorite, you know, chatbot sure. and say, you know, how are, you know, turn on the lights or do this for me. So your interaction becomes very normal. So an average person can have that discussion. Say, well, hey, I'd like to understand what's happening and look at attrition or retention rates, you know, in this site and kind of go through that model in an easy way. The, but the most important part of cognitive is that those systems learn. Um, so it's not like you program it and, and somebody's sitting there saying, well, here's the model and we'll go off and we know how things are going to go. It learns. So the more data that gets put into it, you know, so every day you might get a different answer because it's learning from the questions you're asking and the data that it's collecting um, over time. And that learning aspect is, is kind of key. So you think of a, a cognitive HR system as an assistant that sits with you and says, oh, hey, I can remember everything. You know, I can help you find that data. I can help you sort oh. through it. I can present it to you in a way that you can sure. you know, have a conversation with me around. Um, and then um, I'll augment your decision-making capabilities, sure. right? So it's so not a replacement. replacing the human. No. This is supporting the supporting human. Supporting and assisting. So a help, help desk for... Very much an, an augmentation of decision-making for people, but, but a help desk is an, actually one of the great use cases in HR. So you can think about operationally how often you go to a, a, you know, your website internally and say, I need to know about how do I fill out my vacation policy or right, right. Know, how, how do I do this or how do I do that? And you might have to search through that website. But imagine if you had a chat agent that was 
you know, helping you and saying, well, I remembered last time you were looking at vacation spot, you know, right. you know, would you like to pick up that thread and, and here's how you can actually do that and here's the forms and here's the link and I'll point so you So you've, you've actually freed up the HR professionals so that they can do more employee engagement so the employee has the opportunity to find the answers for himself. Right. Yeah. And that's well, the employee's sense. experience is better, right? right. Because right. they're like, it's much faster and easier. I can right. do it myself. It's self-service. And, and, um, no, sorry. and people are freed up. And, you, and before we started, got on air, Bob and I were just talking about the idea that it's always actionable and, the, and always in the moment, too. It's not um, necessarily that you have to go looking for things. It's presented up to you based on what you're doing. Um, Global Force Forever has had a, what we used to call it, what we call an award advisor. So when you're giving a recognition moment, what level of recognition should I be giving the person? And what, we've, uh, what I've always said is it's as, as if there's an HR generalist sitting in the cube next to you and you poke over the wall and say, hey, what should I, what should I give Sally? You know, what level of recognition? And the, the, the advisor says, well, what did, what did Sally do? How does it how's it relate to her job? What was the business outcome? And it would, it would recommend a level. What you'll actually see um, in our Eric's keynote, Eric Mosley, our CEO's keynote on Thursday, is another example of it where we're using artificial intelligence and natural language learning to understand what praise looks like. So if you think about Global Force, we have 20 million recognition moments over the course of working with larger and small organizations over our, our lifespan. And we're training um, AI to understand what recognition looks like compared to maybe constructive feedback, the tone, the re um, how people talk and make recommendations to say, well, maybe this is a feedback moment versus a recognition right. moment, or if somebody's writing something and they're realizing, why well, I, I really, uh, you know, somebody's done something powerful and important, the phrasing that they use, the, 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 the engine will actually say, well, maybe you should give them a recognition moment instead of feedback. And that line, that spectrum of feedback between what's constructive or continue to do something versus celebratory, you know, is a gray area, but the, you know, cognitive HR can help help an organization understand that and, and at the individual moment when recognition or feedback is being given, make a suggestion. So what do you say to the HR practitioner who says, all right, you're talking about work human and bringing more humanity to workplace, right. but then you're talking about Watson and getting Watson involved in this thing. And you're, and you're doing Cognitive AI, HR. And, H, and, and AI, and this, it doesn't sound very human to me. I mean, how do you, I mean, I, I think I know the answer, but how do you, how do you respond to that, 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 that attitude? Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you an example. I think an example helps for people, yes. right? So right now on the, on the IBM website, when people apply for you know, a job or they're searching the site for a job, um, Watson engages them, and, and it, we call it find your fit, right, is uh, the, the terminology we're using around it. But it's Watson behind the scenes starting to engage with you in a, in a completely different way than you would have otherwise, right? So instead of you hunting and pecking and trying to figure things out mm -hmm. and saying, I'm looking for a product management job, well, IBM happens to call that something different. We call it offering management. And so say, oh, we, we, here's what we call it, and here's the jobs that fit you. Would you like to upload your resume? Oh, based on your resume, here's two other jobs that you might really be interested in that you weren't searching for. And so that whole experience starts to completely change what's happening with people. Um, and it brings it to life, right? And, and for many of your HR practitioners, one of the things that's top of mind in the conversations that, that I have is, hey, we recognize that our candidates are also our consumers. And so we want to make sure they start to have a great experience as they come in. Um, and uh, interact with us. And so we can do that right from the, right from the beginning, from the first day, when they're not even a candidate yet. I would yeah. love to see that transition to helping veterans 
because the the vocabulary for a vet when they're doing military service is very and the jobs that they do in the military are very different than mm. in civilian life and there's a big um, disparage between the two and um, vets and HR have trouble connecting and and speaking the same language so if we could get some kind of language going <laughs> that's a good example there, I suppose how you do it. any other comments there uh, well I, I think um, you, you know you're, you're we're, we're speaking about the technology because it's it's new it's innovative um, and it's uh, it, it's it's changing the employee experience but we're it's always always back to the employee experience and the reality is also empowering each employee. So I think that, you know, uh, just because we're talking about technology, recommending something doesn't mean it's autopilot right. and the person's not involved. It's, it's assisting the person uh, more and more in, in what they're doing. So, so the, the, um, the perspective of the experience a person's having is important. The, uh, the data set that, that it's based on is, is crucial. Um, but then it's applying it to those points in time, as I said, that, that can make a difference. So, mm -hmm. hey, that pre-candidate, I'm just kind of looking, right? And, and suddenly I had a different experience. Um, the candidate becomes something where, okay, now instead of going into a black hole, there's somebody that's continuously engaging with me, right, as I, as I go through the process. The recruiter is getting help on decision-making because they can better match and better, have, you know, better uh, steer the conversation, right? Their, right? their time is freed up to do that. But as an employee, then I come on board, and there was already a profile of me that was built, right, from that entire um, um, recruiting process. So I come on board. You know who I am. You know what I'm about. And now you start to look at how I'm, how I'm doing, right, in that case. So it becomes a continuous experience that somebody's having, right? Uh, hey, this seemed like a great place. They onboarded me. They made it easy with the, the you know, the automated help desk, right? right? right. And they told me based on your experience, here's the things you need to do to be successful, not just the generic, you know, here's a list of things, go read them, but here's how you're going to be successful. And now they're helping me through that process. Boy, that, that, that starts to change, you know, the employee's experience, and it really addresses the things that the HR organizations, the practitioners, to your point, can say, well, my recruiters are more efficient and effective, I'm getting better outcomes in people, the people that are coming in are having a better experience, so they're more engaged, they're performing at a higher level, they're staying longer, right? The whole cycle starts to work through it for people. One, one of the most difficult things that HR professionals have to deal with is making sure that their managers, supervisors perform performance management reviews. So how do you foresee Watson helping out with performance management? Performance management. Well, I won't answer it from the Watson point of view. I'll answer it from um, Global Force and what okay. we're helping our clients do. Um, and I think the whole term of performance management is raises uh, uh, a, a certain psyche in every mm -hmm. HR person and every manager and every employee. It's so, dread. <laughs> yeah, the psyche so, is dread. So I'm actually doing a, a, a talk later on this week on the, uh, the death of the performance review. But I whether like the, it. Whether it's dead or not, um, what everyone pretty much acknowledges is that having continuous conversations, manager to employee, coach to employee, employee to employee is critically important. Um, and what, what we'll talk about a little bit is, is that recognition is feedback and that there's other types of feedback that should come from managers and employees at different times and have check-ins. And so what we're doing as a technology solution provider is helping our clients doing that and adding that to our suite and giving some more spectrum of, of understanding about employees' overall 
performance as seen through the likes of a manager's feedback and a peer's feedback and a peer's celebration moment through recognition. Um, and But I think that there's other people talk... Um, Raul uh, Varma will speak from Accenture about uh, his passion about this, that this isn't about compliance, that if you make this all about compliance from the start, everybody feels that it's just an HR-driven solution. Right. This is about allowing managers and employees to do what they naturally want to do is communicate with each other and peers to peers as well. So I just want to build on that because I think there's other, as we, we look at it um, and say, as people are developing, right, think about performance management, it's how do I get better, right, at what I'm doing? How do I, you know, what are some ways for me to really understand, you know, how I sit? And so the, the Watson and, and cognitive HR tools can be applied to personalized learning, right? So it becomes less about here's your, you know, the compliance classes and certify, you know, and, uh, more about, well, based on the things you're interested in, you know, here's a set of you know, mm. learning channels you might take. Here's some other people that are doing, you know, in your role, here's what they're studying. Here's what they're, you know, learning about. You might want to consider that, right? Here's um, communities and forums that they're participating in that we don't see you in and maybe you want to join them. Mm. So you can start to change that learning experience so that people have a, a better chance to start to understand, well, how do I improve my performance? How do I actually get better at this job? And you can carry it one step further and start to, well, one of our products is called Career Coach, and say, well, how do I get ready for the next position? Right, so where am I at relative to my peers? And then what experiences do I need to gain? What, you know, what job, what's my next role? Where do I move in the organization? And in ways that um, really might not have been obvious to me before. So that's what I love about this conversation, why I think what you're doing is so powerful, is I think most people have looked at performance management as more of a punitive action, right? All right I'm going to punish the guy for not doing something right. Uh, and so to, to shift it to a more positive coaching conversation, to as right. what you said, how can I get better? That's what, that, that's what feedback's supposed to do, and certainly recognition plays well, and, I, and I, I loved, uh, Bob, I don't know if you knew about it. Every time you said something, you said, how can I do something? It wasn't waiting for the manager to do it or the HR right. group to how come in. I? How can I do it? What can I do? How can the... Empowerment. Empowerment. And, and I mean, most organizations are spending a lot of time and energy creating programs that the employee may not know about. The manager doesn't know when to suggest it. And so this is a way to make sure that the, the employee knows that they have tools available for them. And if they want to be self-empowered, which most people want to do and move forward, they'll do it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, we're running low on time. Uh, uh, before I let you go, I want to ask each of you to let us know how we can contact you. So, Grant, should anyone have any questions on any of this? How sure. can they find you learn more about the work you're doing at Global Force? The best way to reach me is through my email, grant.beckett, B-E-C-K-E-T-T, at globoforce.com. And, Bob, should people need to contact you with any questions? How can they find Bob's you? Bob's mobile number is. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. Since there's, there's so many Schultzes at IBM, so it's, it's Schultz7, S-C-H-U-L-T-Z-7, at us.ibm.com. All right. Okay. So Grant Beckett, the Vice President of Global Product Strategy with Global Force, and Bob Schultz, General Manager of the Talent Management Business. Gentlemen, it was great to have you. Thanks so much for stopping by and appreciate your important work. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoyed it. All right. That's all the time we have for now. Todd and Rayanne signing off from Phoenix. We'll see you again soon on Work Human Radio. Work Human Radio is brought to you by Globoforce. Pioneers of the work human movement. 
Globoforce helps make work more human for millions of people and organizations worldwide. Learn more by visiting Globoforce.com and join the Work Human movement by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and the Work Human Community Forum on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening to Work Human Radio.